free the plant move you know the free earth movement mm-hmm. he actually did two movies after that by the way but i've never seen them and i don't even i don't even know if they're uh available one is hysteria and the other one is terrestrials um oh but oh, habitat can you hear the fan, carl i got a new microphone people so I'm just worried about bleeding no, through no, and all that. No, we're fine. We're fine. You're good. Okay, good, good. But, yeah, this film, when it came out, the distributors didn't know what to fucking do with it. Uh, the reviewers were confused because they're like, this is your basic teenage set-up pom-pom girls type movie. But then they add, then it got so dark and nasty and violent, and then it got a intelligent political allegory. My Knoxville Sentinel, when it this came out, uh, really got into how she was the com- reviewer loved the movie, but she was confused as hell because he yeah. had like uh uh what's his name uh Carradine from the Pom Pom Girls. Mm-hmm. So once they seen his name in the movie, they're like, "Oh, this is going to be another Pom Pom Girls like movie." And no. No, it's not. Uh-huh. No, it's not. Not even close. You know, this this one went into a place that that's so dark that most 70s movies didn't even go there. This has got to be yeah. at least one of the top five dark films of the, of, of the most depressing films of the 70s. Seriously. And it no started question. its own subgenre. I mean, how many films have you seen since then that takes a writ that's been ripping on this? Uh, 312, The Moment of Terror, Class of 84, uh, of course, let's mention the elephant in the room, which would be Heather's. Well, not an elephant. I was about to bring it up. The reason that this movie is obscure and is on the darkest films, and Heather's is not considered as dark as it is, is that the makers of Heather's realize one little simple thing. Okay. A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, helps yeah, the medicine. Yep. The other thing, too, I, I would say in in defense of Heather's, certainly influenced by this film, but... Oh, but I'm not the, 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 trashing the it. The dialogue would in Heather's put, is just, is just yeah. hysterical. The I would put Heather's with... Uh, and on teenage movies, I would put Heather's with Lord Love a Duck rather than yeah. the spook who sat by the door. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Or um, Pretty Mates All in a Row, too, would be another one. Yeah. And yeah. another dark movie about teenagers that came out in the 70s that you need to see. <clears throat> Even starred Anthony Perkins, and it was so good. Pretty Poison, right? Pretty Poison. Yep. Tuesday Wells' best film ever, 
best role, without a doubt. Yeah. So let's get uh, let's get the poison thing up. It's at Criterion. And I got it at O O O. What about you? Yeah, I'm there too. And for those of you that don't speak uh, Southern Criterion, not Criterion. It almost sounds like. Hey, nice. that was me going Cajon. <laughs> learn your, your patois, boy. <laughs> I, I was going to say, yeah, as a Criterion channel, yeah. as pretty much the first film in their high school horrors collection, which is pretty solid, except for maybe three films I would have knocked off and put better ones on there and Mm -hmm. this is from the film that from the ones that the craft number three because i understand people love it it's in high school but eh, for me and number two because it's called i know what jennifer love hewitt's tits did last summer or i know what you did last summer why is that on a list with some of these other titles I don't fucking know. <laughs> and the number one worst film, and this breaks my heart, because it has Ricky Maro Toshu, Sonny Chiba, and was started by Fukusaku himself. If you live your entire life loving Battle Royal, which is on the must-see list, and you haven't seen Battle Royal 2, you can live a good life. <laughs> oh, Battle I, Royal 2 is a mess. It is, but it's a fun mess. It is. The first half is it fun is. until they change the whole second half. Yeah. Which is going second to be... second half does go down the toilet. Yeah, but if he even got all the way, it would definitely still be banned in America today. Oh, yeah. Because within the first 30 seconds of Battle Royale 2, you have a fuck you, USA! Because <laughs> they show, like, the Twin Towers exploding. Ouch. Just ex- yeah. But it start did it on there. Or get out your Blu-rays, if you got them, and get ready to watch one of the darkest, nastiest teen films ever with us. Renee Dalder's cult classic, which should be just a classic, Massacre at Central High, start in 5, 4, 3, 2, one now Brian Distributing Company fuck you Brian what the <laughs> fuck they just showed the ending at the very first shot yep never mind but okay okay this music truly sucks Okay. Yeah, this music is to throw you the fuck off Because you're thinking you're going to watch a movie That fits this music But this music makes Dan Fogelberg Look manly Seriously 
every fucking violent scene in the goddamn movie in the credits. Someone who's definitely hardcore into exploitation must have fucking cut this trailer. And fuck you, Jill Williams. (laughs) Thank you. But this has Rainbow Smith. I mean, God damn it, movie. Why are you fucking chewing all of the... Ah! You mean you haven't watched ah. this cut yet? I've, I've watched it. I have the same question. I wanted to see how you reacted. Oh. This is a different cut than the one I'm usual to, used to. It's like this one is like a premature ejaculator. They're afraid of kids will not be going through the slow build-up to all the violence. Mm -hmm. And this is a slow burn movie. But once it starts burning, get burned. And there they are. The asshole brigade of the school. (laughs) We'll start again. Did you do that? Uh, by the way, you're bleeding on, yeah, on, on the uh, I get it. on the volume. Cut it down. Okay. Okay, that is Robert Carradine, by the way, with the long hair. Is that better? That's much better. Much better. Okay. But yeah, Robert Carradine, and they're already establishing that these guys are thugs. And I will say, the girls and Heather weren't this bad. <laughs> no. They were up. Uh, they were more manipulative. These guys are straight out fucking assholes. And trust me, I've run across people like this because I was in Carradine's place in high school. Yeah, but you're an asshole too, so you know you're kind. <laughs> there are assholes and there are supreme assholes. I'm just not supreme. Yes, you are. I'm not Mary Wells. Give me a break. <laughs> Let me ask uh, Vicky that question and we'll see. <laughs> and already we have our so-called follow character in the movie. Mm-hmm. And you can tell from the first scene that they said not right with that boy. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I mean, there's just something dark and creepy about him. Oh, I agree. Okay, you're still bleeding, by the way. Okay, I'm trying to get the sound balanced. 
I mean, you could already tell. I love this conversation between Andrew Stevens and him. Uh, Andrew Stevens. There's a guy who had an interesting. Yeah, but look, look. I mean, listen what he tell. He already said that they came from a bad place. Dark shit has already happened with him, you know. But then Andrew Stevens' character, even though he is a follower of the big guys, and I'll say he's with them because he just didn't want to be one of the guys getting their skulls rocked every day. Yeah. But he still has that thug mentality to him just by the way he walks and talks. Absolutely. So Andrew Stevens, just so everybody knows, uh, has been around for years. Mm -hmm. He's driving this poor Jeep and Andrew Stevens is more of a wealthier type. Right. I mean, look how they're dressed and all that. Nowadays, no, we absolutely. would call them preppy types. So, Andrew Stevens, probably best known for, for the terror within. And his TV work. And his TV work, lots of TV work. Ten to midnight too. That's that's the one I wanted to remember. Ten to midnight. He's the uh, he's the new killer on Ten to Midnight. Sure what? No, he's uh, Charles Bronson's partner. Oh, he's part. Okay. Then there's also Death yeah, Hunt too. Yeah, the one who ends up turning in Charles Bronson for framing the killer. Thing that he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, look, the lead in the Fury, too. Shit. In the Fury and Boys and Company C. Okay, that, there we go. And Dave the Animals. William Girdler. Yeah. I mean, by the time this movie come out, Andrew Stevens and Carradine was known driving commodities. But the thing is, they add, they hired Renee Dalder to do this simple teenage high school movie. They didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Literally and, and they figuratively. Mm-hmm. There's nothing simple about this movie's narrative. I mean, look, look how much it exudes of rich people shit, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And this has got to be Northern California, it seems like. Yeah, this is definitely a class thing. Mm-hmm. Then you're bleeding a bit. I've got it down with the uh, with, with with the um, uh, with the subtitles. What? I've got it down. Yeah, with the I got subtitles. subtitles. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. And why do they pick on Rodney? Because of his shit car. Yeah. I mean, how do you think the teen, usual teen audience, or the teen movie in the drive-ins are there seeing this fucking allegory about class, political structure, and how there really is no good guys left in the world. Yeah, this this did this did not run well. I I honestly I don't remember seeing this at all. You know, in the seventies I was at the drive in. We had uh we had HBO I don't remember seeing this at all. I saw this through a friend of mine who had a who who had a uh, um, you know a, a pirate disc on it. You know what? That's how ninety percent of us seen this is through uh, bootleg discs and uh, you know bootleg discs or other means. Mm-hmm. Because. Whoever the fuck this David guy is, they did some shit distribution on this movie. Yeah. It played in Knoxville, all right. I told you, like, my local paper. It played yeah. like... Which means, in a way, my one-week wonders are more... Goddamn Bentley! Where is that? What kind of car is that? I think that is a Bentley. It might be a Triumph, too. It could be a Triumph. Yeah. It's still something that we couldn't afford back then when we were 30. And now! Mm -hmm. And even if we could afford it, would we? (laughs) Well, you live in New York City where, like, having a car is like having a third testicle. Looks yeah, exactly. Cool, but what use is it? Exactly. I'm at 68, I can barely hear it. 
the show. I don't know. I, you I don't know why the TV it, sound? Yeah. Is it, okay, I'll turn that down and turn this shit up. Yeah, there you go. That's what to do. Oh, yeah, geez. you should have said something earlier, yet. Well, I did. Really, I said you were bleeding all over the place. Okay, this yeah, is the shit that I dealt with. Yeah, the TV. Well, there's something about your attitude, huh, uh, Carl, that leads people to want to kick your ass. <laughs> Oh, I ran into this shit a lot. Well, to them. <laughs> Look, even Andrew Stevens is really sick of that shit. He's just trying. Yeah, you need to fit in, Carl. <laughs> See, we've already gotten hints that this boy has violence in him from the start. Difference between this and this is the next step. In the JD films, it would have all ended up in a big fist fight and respect. You think Dalton was trying to say that those days are gone? Are gone. Oh, yeah. Well, look at all that happened after this movie. Uh, Brenda Mm -hmm. Spencer, Um, Columbine, all of the fucking school shootings and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And you notice those three alls always run in a pack. Oh, yeah. Always. Always. And there's Carl's disco outfit when he used to go disco <laughs> dancing. No, it is a scary idea, you and those disco slacks. I never did that. No, I had belt bottoms. Thanks. I will admit that. How do you like what she called them? That's a good point. Uh, I love it. Little like Gestapo. Yeah, Gestapo. See, that's the only reason he doesn't kick their asses that Mark. Mm-hmm. I don't know this guy, this this Daryl Mari. What do you know about him at all? No, I don't know. This is probably the only film I know him from. He's probably been in more. Not much. I mean, no, that's not true. He's still acting. Yeah. But on nothing that I've ever heard of. Look, they're always judging him silently. The other two that isn't talking. It makes me wonder how much repressed homosexuality is going on between those three. Seriously. 
Oh, he was in Hobgoblins and Hobgoblins too. Ugh. I'm just saying. In some TV shows, he was in 17 episodes of Man. Johnny Loves Chalky and to Happy Days. you from some of the movies on our 1981 episode, which we will redo. Man, why you got to go there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we got to know where he was, what he's doing. Still acting, by the way. Yeah. It's the only thing I know him from, though. Yeah, see, this guy reminds me of you. A nice oh, yeah. guy, when the chips are down, he's trying to keep the low fall. But as soon as the chance comes, he becomes a scumbag. Well, I ain't going to ruin that part since we ain't got to it yet. Being angry is easy. Getting someone to stand up and fight for a righteous cause, that shit's hard. Oh, yeah. And that's a thing, that's another thing between it and uh, uh, the spook was set by the door. The nature of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. What are you willing to sacrifice to keep your ass safe? Are you willing to uh, sacrifice your morals? Like Andrew Stevens' character does by running around with the three thugs? Yep. And there's only, and there's another thing uh, that this movie does explain that Heather's does. How does this guy okay. become the goddamn munitions expert? When the shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. And Heather's at least it explained that his dad works in construction and taught him how to uh, mm-hmm. use explosives. Isn't there a cut scene in Heather's where it shows him getting like a big batch of dynamite? He's like, hey, dad, I'm going to get the dynamite go out and play with it. He's like, okay, yep. son, see you tonight. And another tiny, tiny quibble, which I think this movie wouldn't have worked without it, is there's no adult authority figures ever seen in this movie, pretty much. Till the end. Yeah. Um, I think that actually plays in in the favor here. Uh, You needed the adults in Heather's. Because part of it was the play between the kids and the adults in that film. I love this my dad, gay son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're coming up to the point where he finally snaps. Mm-hmm. Righteously, though, but... Mm-hmm. It's coming up to the point where we find, oh, and this is painful scene. 
Yeah, if you were is, if you were at all if you were at all handicapped in any way that someone could see or t- you ran into this shit. This is a this is not an easy watch for me, by the way. I'm sorry, son, but I doubt people would electrocute your ass. No, but but this type of shit what you're seeing here? Absolutely. Happened all the fucking time. And another thing that Renee could have shown, he could have shown them as the solution to a bigger problem, then they became the problem instead of the solution. We were in the field, never mind. You know. Mm-hmm. That's another thing about runs in circles. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can guess who's the uh, Republican type and who's the Democrat type of those oh. two. Oh, yeah. There's no question there. Yeah. Don't. Don't. And do think of it that way. If you're watching this, there's definitely a political undercurrent here. And he's using high school as a microcosm as to what's wrong with society. And we're both at fault. Don't rock the boat, motherfucker. Don't rock the boat. Mm -hmm. Be quiet. Turn the blind eye. Mm Mm-hmm. Hell, that's another good Vietnam allegory, too, because that's what the soldiers had to do. They see the people, mm-hmm. their fellow soldiers do nasty-ass shit, but they turn the blind eye to it. Mm-hmm. Well, teachers did that, too. That's one of the reasons you're not seeing teachers here. Because, to be honest, they were, you know, when shit like this happened, they, did, they turned their backs, man. Seriously, I'm not joking about that. Look, they're fucking castrating, verbally castrating him for being faithful to his girlfriend. Jesus mm-hmm. freaking Christ yeah. in a handbasket. Yep. But right here's the point. The boiling point boils over. You notice they don't go and rape him until he says something. Mm-hmm. That's why the blonde guy, the, the, his two underlings, I hate the worst because they don't have no minds of their own. They don't dance mm-hmm. until told to dance. Right, exactly.
Snitched them out without snitching them out. Yeah. And look whose pictures are up there. All like Republicans in pictures and stuff. Yeah. You know. <laughs> See, look how violent he is from the get-go. I mean, this guy is borderline psychotic from the start. Yep. He's used to fighting. And that's why disabled people who are born, well, most of us, some of us are still poor me, get on the cross, motherfuckers. No names, but we're tough, like, fuck it. Man, I've been disabled my whole life. What the fuck have you been? Exactly. I mean, look, he's just not even trying to whoop their ass. And whooping their ass. Booby. Yep, there are boobies. I mean, look at the way he run and jump down there. God damn. This yeah. is someone you don't want to fuck with. Exactly. And they don't realize that. Even Andrew Stevens' character tries to warn them. Do not fuck with them. Him. Yeah. You've probably seen some of the scarier shit that he's done. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder, what did he do to have to leave his old high school? (laughs) 
She's the only sane one really in the movie because she tells the truth. There's yeah. no difference between those thugs and these thugs. Difference is, is these thugs fight for us and those thugs fight to control us. You understand, Carl? Yep, I do. But what always corrupts? Two things. Power always corrupts. Uh, And nature abhors a vacuum. Power corrupts an absolute power of corrupt absolutely. Yeah, and nature and nature abhors a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And that's why he really wasn't seeing. That's where his innocence is. Mm-hmm. See, he's already said it. Yeah. Yeah, but the problem is is that he doesn't run away from the violence. Right. He runs to it. No, that's true. He's saying the truth. The guy who kicks all your asses is not the guys that you go after. It's the guy that you want on your side. Very true. And this is one of the most interesting parts of the movie is how he reacts to this. Him. Mm -hmm. To what he sees. Star of David. Oh, oh, it's a Rosasada joke, and I didn't catch it until now. Oh my God! Penis, if you will. There's Carl's favorite shot in the God damn. <laughs> And he's in the cold water, too. Yeah. Why didn't they name this guy Horse? It's how he He doesn't do what you would normally expect, does he? No. See, he's always, it isn't, well, spoilers. 
I'll be listening to this second. It isn't till the end that he becomes a proactive character. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's a reactive character. Right. And I love that the nastiest bit, the start that really starts the real ball mowing, is truly an accident. See, they don't mean to do this. And honestly, I think in Renee Dalzer's original script I read somewhere that they're the one who called for the ambulance to take him to the hospital. Yeah, but they've done so much asshole things that when he actually has an accident, he doesn't. They don't believe him. You know, that's ironic, too. Oh, you know what he did to that. What's her name and what's his name and stuff. I love looking at his face like, well, I should have stayed and joined in. Because mm-hmm. I think he likes him more than a best friend. Yeah. There's so much repressed homosexuality in this movie, but that's Renee Dollar. He would put, he likes putting every metaphor he can under the sun. Well, in his movies and work. We haven't haven't talked about his other films. Um, Well, go ahead. It has has much of the same situation um, here because it's set in high school. You've got the the coach um, and everything. I mean, it's, it's just, it's a nasty little film, and that's Habitat, of course. And it's set in a uh, feature where the um, where the uh, uh, um, ozone layer is gone, and if you go outside, you're going to get burned really, really bad. And this guy's parents are are working on a uh, uh, plant to to restore the ozone. And has much of the same situation. By the way, your your uh, TV uh, uh, is is back. Where it's loud. No, it's not. I got it down on ten. I can't even hear it myself. Okay, there yeah, it stopped. But yeah, it has much of the same feel as this. Only only it's more science fiction, and it's got Alice Cage. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, like it. it's more of a. 
anti, it's more of an ozone layer allegory, as you said. Right, exactly. Remember what the original title in the movie was, but he had to change it because J.R. Bookwalter had made a movie with the same title not long before that. Okay. What was the title? Ozone. Oh, okay. You know, it's just going to come down the desktop, by the way. And, of course, he's got the Jeep. There's something to be said about that. He's got the military, military vehicle. vehicle. Mm-hmm. And look how miraculously he heals from uh, what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's running already. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this is this is the nastiest kill they didn't ruin during the credits. Well, this one's nasty. This one is definitely nasty. They always say in vigilant in revenge pictures, the amount of revenge must be the same, but not exceed the act that's being avenged upon. So do you think he really goes over the fucking line with his? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. That's that's the whole point. Is that the line has gone, it definitely goes over. No question about that. I mean, do you agree with me about that in vengeance films? It's like once the guy seeking vengeance goes over that line. Then you're getting into original Death Wish territory where it's really an yeah, allegory. And you're not vigilante. supposed to like him. You know, right. you lose all sympathy for him. Mm-hmm. Well, which is what happens, but it's still a great movie, and that's Miss 45. By the end of the movie, you're fucking terrified of her. Oh, absolutely. Good old Zoe, man. God bless her. Too bad, as Abel said, she liked her candy more than she liked life. Mm-hmm. And I think if you would have asked her, she would probably told you the same thing. Oh, I'm sure she would have. She loved her indulgences more than she did life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just real intense. You're like, which one did he cut? Which one does he cut? What's going to happen? It keeps showing those electric wires. And, uh... Nice. You can tell this was sourced from a different print. 
Just because no. of the amount of grain that's in there. Yeah, Renee dolls are fucks with him. He's like, okay, you want to make a drive-in movie? Yeah, make sure you have some teens fucking and some tits. He's like, okay, I will, but I won't make it romantic. <laughs> you know. You got to love him now. Yeah. But most of his work, which is included on cult cinemas out of print box set, cult films out of print box set, or like music documentary oriented. Mm-hmm. He did like uh, maybe three full-length films. Yep. I love that. When he's trying to play the dance, he acts so, you know. Yep. This collection is worth it just for this film. I mean, there's some other good ones, but... What? The thing thing about this is as you start to understand what's going on here, now you think he's just retaliating against these assholes, but when the next one comes... And I'm not I'm not giving away any spoilers. It you then really really see how nasty this thing is. Um, yeah, how psychotic he is. Yeah, and nothing against Christian Slater in um, in Heather's, but this guy is a lot worse than Christian Slater's. Oh, it's the first time I've seen that scene uncut. See, even he's starting to get scummier right there. Yep. And do you remember there being that good a shot of that murder? No, not at all. Not at all. I think that's another reason this movie messed up, disturbed people so much is the hard gore in it, you know. Mm-hmm. This is not a movie you're going to be feeling good after you come out of. 
No. And speaking of everything comes full circle. Exactly. Isn't the blonde the only one left now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Metaphysical. Mm-hmm. Oh, he just said one of the allegories that has to really go with uh, the way they're dying. Mm-hmm. The higher they reach, yep. the farther they fall. And you know mm-hmm. that all three of these deaths involve falling. Yep. Look at them. We should have done this a long time ago. Wow, yeah, yeah. Ah, fuck you. Yeah, he's mad because he's losing the power that he has. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what this is about. It's all about power. And look, she pretty much knows what's going on. Bleeding again. No, it's off. Strongest to the, the weakest. 
weakest see he's still being proactive he doesn't want to affect any of the events mm-hmm. and she's like the moral voice of this movie yeah she's definitely the moral voice there's no doubt about that Yeah. See, he's only doing it because she guilted him into it. Right. That's the kind of trip we all hate being taken on. Mm hmm. A guilt trip. Like whales headed for the. Slaughter. But then Robert Carradine said it the best, didn't he? Yeah, he did. The higher you go, the harder you fall. Oh, fuck you, motherfucker. I mean, mother trucker. Why they call it <laughs> mother? Why they got? Why the hell's he got a mother trucker plate thing on a goddamn van? That's not a truck. Mm-hmm. See, look how easy he got him. Glonk. I mean, really, look at the power he has. Yeah. Even those old cars where you could just slip it out of gear. You try pushing a goddamn car uh, weight the size of a van with a human being in it uphill. And I've never seen him all bloodied up like this before. Yep. What is that boozer piss on his back? I think it's probably booze. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah, another higher... And why did the van explode? The Roger Corman rule, right? <laughs> no, this wasn't this wasn't distributed by by him now. He had nothing to do with this, right? Not yeah, that but the Corman rule, rule is, is goes back to the joke with uh Joe Dante. Dante, yeah. I want a fucking explosion. There are no explosions in this fucking movie. Well, grab the helicopter and it explodes. So he always had the helicopter uh, footage, so he would always put that in the trailers.
See, right now, he's gone full fucking psychotic. Yep. There's no borderline about this shit. No, there isn't. But guys like him are just waiting for an excuse. Oh, yeah. Like I said earlier, he doesn't run from the fight. He runs to it. To the fight. It's like he was waiting for them to do some shit so he could kick the ass. I mean, it's like, please, please, let him do And he thought that everything was going to be all right now. This is when his naivety comes in. Right. It's what he imagined, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not going to happen. There's only one thing that really bullshits yourself about that. Look how skinnier he was compared to the scene where they beat the crap out of him just about two Mm -hmm. weeks ago. This nigga lose weight faster than I did with my fucking uh, psoriasis. I mean, da, 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 da. God damn it. Cirrhosis. See? See, it's starting already. Nature abhors a vacuum. Yep. And they can't live in peace. You know. And look, look what table they're sitting at. Yep. You see, this is probably how the other guys started, too. Like I said, it comes full circle. Yeah. And that's Felder's point, point to this. Yeah. That's his point. That it never stops. And there ever. is only one true solution to it, but it's the solution that nobody wants to deal with. Agreed. Is how do you have a perfect world? 
when everybody well, is dead. Exactly. I was just going to go there. <laughs> yeah. And in Habitat, they actually basically do that in Habitat. Because basically yeah, the only the two that survive are Balthasar Gaddy and his girlfriend. And everybody else is dead. And aren't their names and Adam he, and Eve? Yeah, exactly. One of his earlier films, too, which I know about but I've never seen, is Population One, which basically is, you know, somebody in the world that they're the only ones in this perfect world. Yeah, and how do you like the fact that it shows that they love each other, but... They love the other guy too much to fuck with him. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck him over and stuff. Right. Hey, there's you in charge of the library. Wait, no. We know who would be like that in charge of the library. Let's just leave it at that, right, Carl? Like if somebody tried to rent out, uh, borrow uh, uh, any of the guy who wrote Dianetics books. Mm-hmm. Oh, L. Ron Hubbard. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine this friend of ours getting like totally mad and screaming at them if they tried to borrow it from the library mm-hmm. and forcing them to read Asimov and other stuff. Fuck you! (laughs) No, really, fuck him. Being disabled is not a weakness of the body. It's just what it is. It's how you do it. Yeah, it is. is. To quote uh, Mr. Uh, Franklin uh, Zappa, you are what you is, and that's all you is. Look, he's even he's starting to see that his vision of an ideal universe Isn't is it? not going to ever exist. Leadership. People, yeah, see? Uh, can I quote a line from the Who right now? Mm-hmm. Meet the old, meet the new boss, Carl. Yeah, exactly. Same as the old boss. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. 
Mustangs. Nice. Whap, 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 whap. <laughs> oh, how do you like that bullshit? I deserve it. I don't deserve any of the blessings I got. No, neither do I. Yeah, you deserve an ass whipping. <laughs> well, the problem is, if you do it, I'm going to enjoy it way too much. <laughs> no, I would hire somebody to do it. But I didn't even enjoy that more. Oh, I forgot you did go to the meat rack, didn't you? But um, exactly. So no, come on, do me a break. See, look, he's seeing all of his good intentions shot to shit. Now who yeah. was being naive? Exactly. All the kids that he thought was helping are just as bad. Yeah, like I said, nature avoids a vacuum, and that the ones that the bullies held down the most are the ones they know that was going to take over. Mm hmm. See, look, now we got the third generation there. Jesus. There's always that that pecking order. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, look how quickly they changed into evil. Yeah. And how do you like how he screwed up his janitorial threats? Mm-hmm. You know what he meant to say, what word? Right, Carl? Yep. Sanatorial. No. Which goes back to the Roman days, where the Senate would rule complete over and power the Roman state, and they would decide who would become Caesar. And this is like one of the major quibbles. How did he learn to... uh, well, it was a lot easier back then to go buy anarchist cookbook and uh oh. right, Carl? Yep, it was actually to be honest. You can go to a bookstore and order it. Or to a gun store. 
it's them that almost got raped who said that. Yeah. All he needs is a good fuck. Oh, Lord. And it begins uh, that I did not again. Ex- I did not expect this one. Uh, did you, if you know your Bible, Act three thirteen. Okay. Uh, see. Nice shot, man. This is so. This is not, and this guy's, yeah. This is when your jaw starts to drop. You're wondering, oh, my God. Yep. This is when you lose any sympathy for. And look, he's still proactive. He's still Mm -hmm. proactive. He look. He either walk. He walks faster away from the incident than he walks to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of rare cars, they'll cost you your fucking left tit nowadays. A Volkswagen no. convertible. Nice. See, what did he just say? What did he just say? What's going on? No, I think someone at this school is insane. A psychopathic killer? Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Five, four, three, two, one, boom. Yep. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) And look, they're down at the beach again. And again, the girls are, they're not teen movie naked. They're bare ass, realistic naked. Yeah. I think one of the things we forget about here, we haven't really touched upon it, is that Gelder was, of course, Dutch. And 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 the the difference in how he handles nudity is really is really different compared to any other films that were coming out, particularly Corman. You know, she's nude and she's gorgeous, but there is nothing about this that's sexual. Nothing. Goddamn Robert. Look, he's doing that hunch thing when you've uh, fucked too much. Wow. You know, where every move you make is because your dick's sore and you just, hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> and he still wants some more. 
He must have been uh, uh, modeling this off of Brother David. Oh, and this is another scene where they... Okay, people, this is something I didn't touch on, but what the hell is that sexy jeans poster, Carl? Oh, yes. When they released this in France, they picked certain scenes, this being one of them, to add hard core porno insert. <laughs> this may be the funniest death in the whole movie. Oh, it is. Boop. But they added hardcore porn inserts and called the movie instead of Revenge of Central High. They called it Sexy Jeans. And I am so sorry to anyone who is offended by any of the promotional banners that I put up. Because there is two pictures I picked. One, the original poster. Get these kids the hell out of here. And two, the porno version with the girl with her legs spread open. And they picked, in, in Facebook's intelligence, the pussy shot. Well, of course they did. Yeah, now I'm sitting around paranoid that I'm going to get banned from Facebook because, you know. I mean, look at all the nasty shit he's got on that table. Yeah, seriously. Nails. That light would make a hell of a bomb, gasoline bomb. Oh, yeah. All you'd have to do is break the light, make sure the filaments are good, and then put the gasoline in it, and then, wait, I ain't going to finish that. Should I not finish that out of legal safety? No, no, do not do that. (laughs) I almost described how to make a goddamn bomb on the air. Let's just say it's nasty. And definitely a pipe bomb with nails in it. Any kind of shrapnel bomb. Uh, how could they blow themselves up when they were squished by a rock? See, look, he's got right now. He's becoming reactive. Yep. I wonder what is it between them in the past where he is that loyal to him. Yeah. I mean, you and Vicky have been close to be for about close to 12 to 20 years. But you don't think if you did some nasty shit and I found out that and I found out what it was, I mean nasty illegal against the law shit. 
Oh. That I wouldn't be calling the cops. Oh, I, I would, I would expect you to, and I, I'd be very disappointed if you didn't. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's the first gun we've seen in his entire movie. Yep. What do you think about that? He's doing this to absolve his guilt. This was the most pivotal scene in the movie to explain the politics of this movie. Yeah. See, he's already said that he was, uh, uh, insane. Mm-hmm. Or do you think he just uses it as an excuse? I think he uses it as an excuse, to be honest. Uh, you know, he's definitely a psychopath. I mean, there's, there's no doubt there. Yeah. I love it. He still... That dress of hers is not a good dress. That that, that really is bad, bad, bad fashion. Seriously. Uh, How would you... uh, This is where Heather's originally was supposed to end if the studios hadn't just pulled back and said... No! They said no at about three or four endings. One where she gets killed by Fatty Dump Truck. And, uh... They all end up on heaven drinking, uh, the Drano uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, which is the the preferred one that Waters wanted. That the school would be destroyed, everyone was dead, and they'd be up in heaven drinking blue Drano. That's what he wanted to happen. Actually, I don't think that was supposed to be heaven. No, okay. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And then the second one, uh, she killed, is the exact copy, which ended up on film of the ending from this movie. Mm-hmm. And the third would be Veronica 
they would have the whole third act of this movie in just one shot, which would be Veronica saying that everyone was just as bad without the Heathers and her going, taking the knife out of the bomb and walking out of the school and letting them all get blown the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Because if you notice, because that ending was such last minute, you still see the smoke coming from the wrong direction when J.D. blows himself up. Mm-hmm. It comes from inside the school to out. But the sad part is even Renee Dalder didn't have the balls to go all the fucking way. Or do you think it's because the power of their power of love with him and him with them is why in the end he ultimately can't go through with it. I think that's it. That makes you want, like I said, the unanswered question is like, what was the real connection between those two? Him and him. Yeah. character. He is a proactive character that wants to be reactive, but in the end, ultimately can't. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be a follower throughout his entire fucking life. life. And this may be the most tense dance scene ever. Mm-hmm. And this is the moment where you really, if you didn't think he, if you didn't lose all hope for him, you give a little bit of, you see why he was so loyal to him, because mm-hmm. the people that he cares about, he's that fucking loyal to. See, look, it's even in the same goddamn place as Heather's. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt that Heather's knew this about None. Well, when he had to pull out a 
ending at the last second once once he seen that everyone every other ending he got was like no nah no nah no nah so he said fuck you I'll just do the ending to a massacre at Central High's in they can't say no because it's already been in a fucking movie yeah Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the only part that they kept giving him shit about was that fucking ending. Mm-hmm. They said, you can't have it end on a bleak note. And just like that, The killer is gone. He's gone. And I love the fact that we don't see any body chunks or body parts from him. Yep. See? Look, I love it. It's just a little fire. See, they don't get it. Yeah, but the police are there. Yeah, they call the cops before they come there. I mean, look, who's looking like the stronger and who's looking as the femme of that two when they're walking off at the end? Well, tell me about it. She's the strong one. Yeah. Oh, God, this is so good. And it's sad that it's been this long to get it out. Oh, agreed. And and this is another one where... Everyone has seen so many of the films that's taken from this that if they went back and watched this after seeing all of the other ones first, which you pretty much had no choice, they would have to say, and I quote, Well, God, this movie ain't original. This is the first one, people. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel I don't feel bad at you. I feel bad because pretty much you had to go from the top of the tree to the bottom, the roots. Mm-hmm. And this movie pretty much was banned by see, 1976 is the date on that. Right. It didn't hit Knoxville around 1979 or 80. Yeah. And you could and, take and course, it as a Vietnam allegory too. Oh yeah, there's there's definitely that too. There's no question that, that there's that too. It's not as um obvious as some other films that we've talked about over the years. <laughs> 
There's nothing obvious about this movie, and that's why it's so good. I mean, if you've watched enough of these, you probably know where the beats are going. But watching yeah. it cold, after, if you haven't seen any of this subgenre that this movie created, you're like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. And and this movie passed by. That's to me the biggest uh, compliment you can give a movie. Well, you know, I even thought. You know, we haven't really talked about the runtime and how all of this is packed into basically what one hour twenty nine minutes. minutes. Yeah, what eighty nine minutes. Yeah, 89, 89 minutes. minutes. And look how much meat was on that movie. Seriously. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of meat on that bone that we didn't touch. Oh, absolutely. You know, I watched this a couple of days ago to prep for this, and I still was watching it like, wow, there's that, there's that. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Uh, there's just so much to, 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 to scope out from that film. And one of the things that you scope out the most is how absolutely depressing Gelder's viewpoint of, of humanity is. And how honest I mean, it is. It took Most us a while to get things. there, but it got there. Oh, yeah. But then again, you know, remember, 89 minutes, right? How many movies have you seen go over two hours and they don't have a fucking thing to say? Seriously. Trust me, he has a lot to say in this. Uh, deep cover was one hour and fifty nine. It don't play that long. No, it doesn't. Badlands was uh, two hours. Don't play that long. No. Mean streets two hours. Don't play that long. That's it's less than that. It's there like is an ex- yeah. There's an extreme difference between a movie that plays fast. And length, and never was a twain shall meet. Mm-hmm. No, true. Very true. Because I've seen some 80-minute movies that just seemed like it lasted two hours. I'm like, God damn. When's yeah. the plot oh, going to kick in? When's anything going to happen? Oh, what time is out? Yeah. And this no, movie not. was a scream of anger, and Hollywood don't like scream of anger, anger films. No, they don't. Especially one as bleak and unforgiving as this movie is. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, so, 
The other thing I do want to say, and uh, this is the surprise for you, but we do know that this was your birthday uh, movie. So movie, you're going to have yeah. to deal with this. Happy birthday no to my God. you. No, no, no singing. Thank you. Thank you. Happy but birthday to you. What would you, Happy birthday yeah, to you. What would you <laughs> consider the must-watch of the high school horror list they got? Of course, number one would be Massacre at Central High. Yeah, let's take a look at that. Um, thanks, Syria on there and, and the original one. I don't really consider that high school. <laughs> Well, it's the Dancing Academy, but I agree with you. Uh, it's okay, but let's see. Uh, the must-sees are uh, uh, the Slumber Party Massacre. That's a very good feminist joke disguised as a teen slasher. Uh, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Oh, Battle Royale may be number two after uh, uh, okay, Central so High. I don't know what you think of Donnie Darko. Oh, I, I love, love it. Donnie it would be number three. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that it's not that stupid director's cut. Yeah, and it isn't. Don't you remember when we watched it uh, for the show? I talked rings around. What's his name? Uh, Ruth Kelly. No. Uh, no, uh, Chrissy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I talked rings around him. I mean about the book and all of the other hidden stuff that they blatantly just fell out in the director's cut. Yeah. I like that aura of mystery where the answers are given to you, but you've got to figure out how to put them in their proper places. Mm -hmm. And... Why the fuck do they have prom night on there? That may be the most boring slasher I've ever fucking seen. And that includes happy birthday to me. I I will say this. I do have a soft spot for the Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, God, yeah. I love it because all of it's feminist and the dark jokes. Oh, yeah. You're eating a dead man's pizza? Ew. <laughs> but it's paid for. <laughs> and the whole castration yeah, I, joke at the end of the movie. I, I, yeah, I of course, that was written by a woman and, and, and directed by a woman. So, definitely. Well, it's actually written by Rita Mae Brown, which is scary. Yeah. But, and, yeah, if oh, I'm going to go, if I'm going to go top four, it's going to be massacre. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be battle royale, Donnie mm-hmm. Darko, and then slumber party. Mm-hmm. 
And we know which one I would agree with all of you, but I'd add a number five, which I forgot was on there until I just looked at it. Okay. Ginger snaps. Yeah, that's a good one. And not only is it a good werewolf movie, it's a good movie about adolescence. And it's a good movie about the curse. Mm-hmm. Even girls know what women will know what I'm talking about. Yep. When I watched it, I first watched it because I kept seeing good word everywhere in Fangoria. And when I finally when I finally watched it on Halloween, I was surprised how eloquent it was. Mhm. No, you're very you're very good. And there's only one missing that I would uh, replace prom night with. Okay. Why the fuck is Carrie not on there? Yeah, seriously. I mean, how much? There's a reason that we have a subgenre called Carrie exploitation. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have put Carrie or a couple of the good Carrie knockoffs, like uh, Evil Speak. Another one they could have done was Shock, too. The Baba. Yeah, but he's still a kid in that. No, that's right. But that is Carrie's one Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Thursday, Halloween good. good is another one. Another great one, if you haven't seen any of the films before, is, you have to look further down, it's called their Gothic Exploitation film. And what it really is, is all of the Poe films, directed by Roger Corman. Nice. I mean, all of them. It has... Uh, from uh, uh, the House of Usher to Tumalagia, the last one. And it even has premature burial. Wow. And the raven, which I love, Peter Lorre's first line is beautiful. When and whenever again will I see the fair Lenore? How the hell should I know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From there, it sets the tone. That is a very funny and good movie. Oh, I agree. I love that There are chances that you get to see Boris Karloff play full comedy, and he is good mm. at it. Oh, yeah. Oh, agreed. Agreed. A lot of fun. The high school horror one is good. I can understand why they picked the craft. Of the 90s teen movies, that's the one that... Especially the girls. Oh, yeah. That one hit the zeitgeist. There's no doubt about that. Whether you like it or not, you've got to admit it hit the zeitgeist. Plus, Ruella Balks took that bitch and made it her bitch. Oh, oh, for uh, to this day, she's my goth girl. 
Yeah, that was, I'm sorry, everyone else in that movie is good, but that was her movie. Oh, yeah. That was definitely her movie. Yeah. But this one is really the the one we watched in that massacre is the masterpiece of all of the films on there. Like I said, with Battle Royal being a very, very close second. And that's another film yep. they were afraid to let us let our kids see because of the Columbines. Yeah, it's a shame. Well, no, I got it on bootleg, and I loved it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, for years, that was a problem with the Blu-ray by Anchor Bay. By the time it came out, everyone who had wanted Battle Royal... And pretty much got it. Yeah. Hell, even you probably had a copy of it. No, I didn't, actually, to be honest. I did not. Or seen it. Or seen it. Yeah. I have the Anchor Bay Blu-ray set, the first edition that came in a hardback book that comes with uh, Battle Royale, the direct the so-called director's cut uh, Battle Royale 2. They didn't include the uh, integral cut of Battle Royale 2, so you don't get much Sonny Chiba. Oh. Yeah. There's a whole different version of Battle Royale out there that's 20 minutes longer. Damn. Yeah, I've got it on bootleg around here somewhere, but I'm sad. And it has a shitload of extras. Good stuff. But where the Good second stuff. half of Battle Royale 2 changed is that originally the, the middle of the film was going to be the U.S. scene, uh those kids fight each other and, uh, you know, the elder, the young versus the old. So they launch nukes and invade that island. That's who it was. Not Japanese soldiers, but U.S. troops. After the president, who was going to be played by Tarantino, but he backed out, nuked Japan. Wow, I, I I didn't know that. Yeah, and the ending was going to be them rushing out to death like they would, except they were going to scream, Fuck the USA! And go out and fight the death <laughs> with the soldiers. Nice. Or did you even know that Kenji Fukusaku hated the U.S. because of World oh, War II? I, I, I was well aware of that. Yeah. Oh, no, I was well aware of that. Yeah. This would have been one of his last, most angriest anti-USA films. It would have been banned more than the first one was. 
Yep. Wow. It, was, I forget, it was announced for a release over here, but then Columbine happened, and then all of a sudden the parents started wringing their hands. Oh, we don't want failed with uh, parent, people killing each other in America. In a way, I could see that's another problem with uh, Massacre at Central High coming out on DVD back then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember the guys that filmed the duck, the Carbine High Massacre, got fucking arrested for making that movie. Yep. But, yeah. let's see. We got two minutes and 56. And now yeah. it's time for the shameless horror portion. And this Sunday on KSD Radio, it's the annual Monsterama show. Oh, yes, nice. Ian and George will be back for our usual antics as we talk about the most southern weekend in the Monsterama history. Ooh, what are they running? Well, I'm just going to tell you the, the big directors in there, and you'll say, God damn, that's other. H.G. Lewis, <laughs> okay. Lee Play, oh, yeah, and Girdler. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. And what do you have coming up on the one, the only... Damn it, I forgot the title. I thought this, I thought you were promoting this. The Deviant Legion. The Deviant Legion with the head Deviant himself here. What do you <laughs> have? What sort of Deviant C do you have coming at the Deviant Legion? Okay, Legion. so tomorrow, tomorrow you'll find this interesting. Uh, I'll be doing a commentary watch uh, with Noel Vera uh, which is uh, directed by Luis Broca. Uh, Noel is, is our... Say that again? Spell it out. Insion. I, I-N-S-I-A-N-G. Oh. You scared me for Insign. a second. I misheard that. <laughs> Sorry about that. As Inchon. No, I was like, no, 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 and we're going to be talking about the world of Jim Henson, specifically focusing on his TV show. But we'll also mention the movies, of course. Uh, and then the Storyteller, on, the Jim Henson Hour. Of course, the Muppet movies and the Muppet show and all those, yeah. Yeah, Jim can skip over Muppet Babies and I won't cry. Okay, fair enough. Then uh, then on Sunday, TC's going to be back, 
and uh, we're going to be doing Tom Petty's Buried Treasure. But on Saturday, Rachel and I, or, or actually it's not not Saturday, it'll be the, it'll be that Sunday. This Who's Sunday in charge? Not... It's you and Rachel. Yeah, so so sorry, I made a mistake because I don't have that set up yet. But this um, this Sunday, it's not going to be TC. It's going to be Rachel and I. And we're going to be doing a show <laughs> of no. She's in charge. Her first show in yeah. charge. So it's going to be yeah. you, Rachel, and you. I said Rachel and I. I said Rachel and no, I. No, you said me and Rachel. You're putting yourself well, Rachel, as the dominant alpha Rachel is running the show. Rachel yeah. is running the show. And, and what it's going to and, be is going to be songs by groups that don't sound like them. That's the best way I can put it. So, you know, if you think of a group like the Rolling Stones, uh, I got a song picked out that you've probably never heard of that doesn't sound anything like them, and so on and so forth. So that's uh, what we're doing. Another good one that I didn't mention because I know you think it's crap is, uh, and, then, and it really fits, is Kiss. God gave rock and roll to you. Now, actually, I like the one you suggested specifically from Alice Cooper. Yeah. That's that what we're doing. So you actually have a couple songs on this that I will give uh, you which credit one? for. Which one did you pick? Uh, uh, I took both of them. His off Welcome to the Nightmare. Oh, cool. But, yeah, some, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Songs that you hear from groups you're like, Rick, you... Like here, that thing you hear in a trailer, that needle scratch across the album. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's like going to be this time when you run into that Beatles version of Happy Birthday to You. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, not today's your birthday. I'm talking about the where they're just singing drunk off their asses. Happy birthday to you. Yep. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? I know exactly what you're talking about. And this ends uh, upcoming next month as a part of Halloween. Spooky albums. The problem is so many of the great spooky songs were put like one, two, that the spooky songs only exist on singles. So talking about spooky songs would be easy. Mm-hmm. Album from start to finish, but, that's fucking hard. And there are a couple. We were talking about that today. Uh, and, and I'm looking forward to that, too. And does, isn't that what makes it fun is when it's hard? Yes, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Well, at our age, it's true. The quote cocoon. Just going to the bathroom. I'm in the mood now. Yeah, the (laughs) quote cocoon. I'm in the mood for love, just because (laughs) I'm. Yep. All right. I think on that note. (laughs) On that note. Thank you for listening to this. And watch 
if you haven't watched it before, watch it before you listen to this. Massacre at Central High is that king good. Oh, without a doubt. And listen, and it was a real pleasure to be part of this with because, you today. Yeah, and if you notice, there wasn't any dead spots because we were watching the movie. But there's so much meat going on that you can watch the movie. You can do a good juggling act with it. The movie, talk about it at the same time because it's a movie that's meant to be digested and discussed. Yep. And with that... Good night, everybody. Okay, thanks a lot, Stephen. Okay, see ya. See ya.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.